0: This is the world industrial news for Tuesday, April nineteenth. Brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, "Sustainability and COP26."
1: From Aviva Studios, this is our industrial life—the podcast that brings you stories from the essential industries and investigates how data and technology are shaping the future of the connected industrial economy. I'm your host, Rebecca Ahrens, and today we're kicking off a new series on the podcast. We're going to be having ongoing
2: conversations with two very special guests. So my name is Lisa Wee. I'm a VP of Sustainability at Aviva.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Ruchi Shah, and I am the Sustainability Manager at Aviva. Over the next few months, Lisa Rucci and I will discuss topics like science-based targets, the role of industry in shaping the future health of our planet, the importance of setting sustainability goals, and how industrial technology is helping businesses meet and surpass those goals. So without further ado, here's our show. Thank you both for joining me today to talk about COP26, which I know that you attended, Lisa. So I just want to start by taking this back to the basics. What's at stake here? Why should we care about what happens at COP26, especially since we hear sometimes suggestions from activists, for example, that these conferences are really just full of empty promises?
2: Yeah, I think it's a it's a great and important question. Just to take it a step back a, a minute, you know, what what is COP? What does what that part of the uh, the name stand for? It stands for Conferences of the Parties, uh, and it relates to parties that have signed the UN, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. So this is the uh, most global conference that the world has uh, to discuss climate change and how to make progress on it. And I, I think it, it, it matters because, you know, why does the United Nations matter? It, it matters because we're trying to have global cooperation on really big problems that transcend national boundaries, that no one country, no one group of actors can, can solve alone. And I would say that that applies to no issue
0: more than climate. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Coal-fired power plant retirements across North America are surging, a trend that is expected to continue as the imperative to decarbonize the electric power industry causes asset owners to increasingly abandon coal in favor of more environmentally friendly ways to generate electricity. New York is making strides on its goal to decarbonize its power grid following regulatory approvals of the Champlain Hudson Power Express and Clean Path NY transmission lines, two projects designed to bolster the delivery of renewable energy to New York City and other heavily populated areas. The Champlain Hudson line will bring in 1,250 megawatts from hydropower facilities in Canada, while Clean Path will source energy from renewable developments in upstate New York. Industrial Info is tracking progress on both projects as well as more as $7 billion in active hydropower projects across the northeastern U.S. and eastern Canada. The U.S. Energy Department said it expects domestic crude oil production, along with any output from the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, will be more than enough to offset the expected loss of Russian barrels. And the U.K. has proposed building up to eight new nuclear reactors as part of a sweeping energy strategy to strengthen its energy security in light of Russia's ongoing war in Ukraine. The government believes that nuclear power, which has been dwindling in importance for decades, can supply a quarter of the country's power by 2050. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.